1: Hello dear listeners and welcome to this very special episode of Owning It the Anxiety Podcast. I say very special, it's just a bonus special, it's not very special. But I had a free day, which you think I might just chill out for. But um my dog Bear is in daycare and usually I don't get much time to myself. I sound like a complaining parent. I don't have any kids, but Bear, if, if you follow me on Instagram at CarolineForn, you'll know that Bear is pretty full on, so while he's not here, I'm taking advantage of the space and the quiet time, and I wanted to do a little bonus episode to answer some of the questions that I have been getting on social media. Um, so, the theme for this podcast, and we'll keep it short and sweet, is to look at the common mind traps associated with anxiety. So, if you go to CBT, which I do highly recommend, um, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, and we covered it a lot in the second episode uh, with Dr. Claire Kambamethu, and it was a major game changer for me in managing my anxiety and obviously in owning it, this is something that you will explore. So these common mind traps, and in psychology circles they're going to use the term probably um, cognitive distortions, which is a bit of a mouthful. But basically they're, they're just things that we do, we all do, we're all probably guilty of from time to time, and they give rise to anxiety. So it's it's not, this episode is not so much about, um, you know, what's going on in your life or physical stuff, it's about the thought processes in your head. And obviously with CBT, it looks at the thoughts, feelings and behaviours and how they all are working for you and how they interlink. So yes, yeah, so this is a really, really good place to start with CBT. Um, and if, if you're considering going and you're not sure, this might give you a little taster. So you may recognise a lot of this in yourself. I hope you do because it means I'm not on my own. Um, and the first one is catastrophizing. As the name suggests, catastrophizing is when we jump to the worst possible conclusion and I do this so often. Uh, It's it's a really hard one to avoid if you have a slightly anxious temperament. You know, I also think it's a lot to do with, with having a very vivid imagination and I like to say it's because I'm intelligent that my mind goes to these places but it is, yeah, it's a bit of a pain in the ass. For example, catastrophizing would be when Barry my husband has said he's on his way home from work and I would have thought he'd be home by now and he hasn't gotten here and instead of thinking you know maybe there's just a delay on the motorway I think well he's obviously lying dead in a ditch somewhere so that's not helpful and obviously when we start to have those thoughts and if we allow ourselves run away with those thoughts and we believe them we start to produce the hormones involved as if it were true as if it were actually happening and then of course it gives rise to anxiety so that's not helpful so catastrophizing as i as i talk about in in owning it can take two forms in the first it takes a current situation gives it a very negative spin and the second occurs when we look to the future which is the example i gave you there about worrying that someone hasn't come home because they're chopped up into pieces and anticipate all the things that are going to go wrong the first is something i also do you know I, i think oh this is terrible, I, I'm i an absolute failure and that's that's catastrophizing, it's not actually a reality, it's not fact, it's, it's my mind's opinion. So what can you do about it? Well, it's a really hard one to kick and I have to remind myself all the time, you need to be aware of it, aware when you're doing it and just recognize it and say, okay, that's catastrophizing Caroline running away with me there. That's not really based on anything concrete. I also find it really helpful And this is something you would be encouraged to do in CBT, which is to start recording your negative thoughts to yourself. So, you know, write down what happened and what you thought about the situation as objectively as you can, and then write down what your reactions or behavior were. So you'll start to get a bit of a a difference between the facts and your reaction, and then you'll notice the gap and you'll notice that you can start to bring yourself back to the facts. Another common mind trap associated with anxiety is one called polarized thinking. And this happens when you believe that there are only right or wrong outcomes or views. So for example, this is, you know, viewing things as only being a major success or an epic failure um, and something that I would do and I have done and I'm trying to do less of is, you know, when I go on and give a, a corporate talk about anxiety and stress and in my head it's either perfect or it's awful and there's no gray area in between and they're just standards you know first of all it's never pure awful i I'm, I'm i do my preparation i should know better than to say that it's you know absolutely dreadful but it's also not always going to be perfect and you know sometimes uh, actually only recently i've started to come away from my talks feeling like you know i think i did a really good job there whereas before if i didn't smooth over every word and glide through it i thought well that was shit So obviously those high standards give rise to stress and anxiety. So polarised thinking also crops up when you find yourself basing your hopes and your expectations on one single event or outcome, um, which obviously is not helpful. To manage your anxiety when it comes to polarised thinking, you need to realise and entertain the idea that there is a whole grey area between triumph and tragedy and, you know, most things in life fall somewhere in between. And also understand that no single accomplishment or failure is going to determine your future happiness and I always get caught up in this and I'm getting better where I feel like if this one thing doesn't or if this happens I'll be happy then or if this one thing doesn't happen I won't be happy. So try to figure out what the actual consequences of failure are and often when you do that and you have a plan of action it's not so scary after all. Another very common mind trap is again something obviously I've written about it in the book, it's something i very familiar with and I'm sure you will be too but it's called filtering and this is not about putting a gorgeous filter on your photos on Instagram this is about taking the negative details and magnifying them while filtering out all the positive aspects of any situation so for example similar to catastrophizing zoning out of the 98 percent positive feedback you get for something honing in on the one percent that's really bad and magnifying that tenfold until it's all you can think of and all you can see it's all you can dwell on, it's unpleasant, and of course, it's completely unbalanced and it gives rise to these feelings of stress and where you feel like your sense of self-worth is threatened um, and that's obviously not a nice feeling and they're the kind of threats we're dealing with these days as opposed to back in the day in hunter-gatherer times when, you know, we had this stress response based on a physical threat to our well-being. So my advice for filtering is to learn to evaluate things clearly and objectively, even if you still feel more aware of the bad stuff. And again I know that's hard but that involves taking out the pen and paper and everything in CBT will involve this kind of homework. So if you want to get on top of your anxiety you kind of just have to get used to it. Go out of your way to look for positives in a situation and focus on them and resist minimalizing your efforts or achievements. So you know even when things go well and we're honing in on the negative and we're filtering out I might say oh well there was that one part of that speech where I forgot what I was saying and that's all I can think of and I forget that the other 95% of the speech that I gave was, you know, really well received and I got really good feedback. So that's just really unhelpful. And if you take a really objective look at things, it wasn't actually so bad. So stop trying to avoid minimalizing things that do actually go well. Another common mind trap is personalization. And this is thinking that everything people do or say is some kind of reaction to you specifically for example um, and I have done this so many times you know thinking that someone in a bad mood in the same room as you it's because of you or because you've done something to irritate them you know and then you're searching your mind looking for reasons to blame yourself so when we fall into the trap of personalization what's actually happening of course you know we know the world doesn't revolve around us and people are thinking about their own selves all the time and what I'm learning from my chats with my podcast is more and more is like we're worrying so much about what people think about us or how we're being perceived and it's just never no one is ever giving you as much thought as you're giving yourself and that's blunt but it's just the truth. And if you find that personalization is a thing for you, um the basic thinking error here is that you're you're interpreting each experience and each conversation and each look from another person as a clue to your own sense of self-worth and value. Um, And we will get to an episode later on where I really dive deep into how to measure your self-worth because that is a huge thing not just for anxiety but for confidence as well. So if personalization is something that really gets you and I mean it's something that's really bothered me and sometimes I've I've been kind of embarrassed when I found out that actually it was nothing to do with me and I'm like get a grip Caroline you know it's not all about you. So first of all understand that other people just might not even be aware that their bad moods are on display Obviously, yeah, realise that people have so much going on in their heads. As I said, they're not thinking about you. And if you really think that you've done something wrong and you're personalising to a point that it's getting in the way of your enjoyment of your day or you're feeling really stressed out about it, just ask them. If nothing springs to mind or if there's nothing obvious, remind yourself, okay, I know what's going on here. I'm personalising. But don't berate yourself for it, obviously. With all of these common mind traps don't give yourself a hard time just observe them and notice when you're happening when notice when you fall into them they're very easy to fall into and just gently say okay that's what that is label it and then pull yourself out of it another thing with personalization is to try and not find yourself changing your behavior around the person who's in a bad mood if that's the example you're sticking with uh, because their mood as i say is their issue next up we have overgeneralizations. so this is involves coming to a general conclusion based on a single incident or piece of evidence. So if something bad happens once, we expect it to happen over and over again. To go back to the, you know, the fear and public speaking, if I have one slightly dodgy talk, I think, well, that's it, the rest of them are going to be horrific. And if you're like me, you may see a single unpleasant event as a never-ending pattern of defeat. And, you know, using words like always and never are clues that this style of thinking is something that you're you're doing you know oh I always get nervous I always do this nothing is always and nothing is never so try to observe your tendency in life to overgeneralize um, from day to day and you know again next time you find that happening just bring it back to the facts you know is it really always or never or are you dramatizing reality take your emotions out of it and again keep comparing fact or opinion and try to treat events as isolated. Instead of thinking things in the past as a predictor of what will happen in the future, let them be in the past. And I'm learning that now more and more where I had one maybe bad experience and I think, well, that's it, I can never do that again. And I've pushed through it and I've kept doing it. And now I've completely rechanged how I think about these things, how I think about giving talks. And now I really actually enjoy it. So if I believed the over overgeneralizations that happened in my head, um, I wouldn't really be getting anywhere at all. So maybe... You find yourself experiencing one or two or or several of these common mind traps the main thing is just to be aware of what you're saying to yourself so be aware the next time you're saying oh this will never work or be aware the next time you find yourself saying oh my god I must have done something wrong that person's in a bad mood ask yourself okay what's actually going through my mind right now or what is it about this situation that's upsetting me and you know really challenge your thoughts so again with the pen and paper just because you think something does not mean it's true ask yourself you know treat yourself as a friend and say you know is this thought actually helpful am i being realistic or would what other people in this situation think these thoughts or is this an example of one of the many common mind traps when i fall into a mind trap um and as i say it's catastrophizing is a big one for me i do three things i look for the evidence so what's the evidence for and against my thought? am i focusing on the negative am i ignoring other information am i jumping to conclusions without looking at all the facts The second thing I do is I search for an alternative explanation. So are there any other possible explanations for this thought I'm having? Is there another way of looking at this? Am I being quite inflexible in my thinking? And yes, if you're an anxious person, you are. You're thinking black and white. And the third thing to wrap up is that I would always try to put my thoughts into perspective. And this is not something you can just do by the click of your fingers. You need to sit down and get used to doing it. Same as meditation, you need to do it regularly and often so that you can actually benefit from it and so that it becomes like a knee-jerk reaction for you. So are things as bad as you're making out? And what is the worst that could happen? How likely is it that the worst could happen? And even if the worst does happen, would it really be that bad? And what could I do to get through it? And then you want to think about leaving things positively and thinking, okay, what could be a more helpful thought here? What can I say to myself that will help me remain calmer and help me achieve what I want to achieve in a situation. So they're the common mind traps that I've experienced. Let me know if there are any more that you find are bothering you and we'll try and tackle them in a future episode. I Hope you've enjoyed this brief dip into a little bit of popular psychology and cognitive behavioral therapy. Again, I'm not a professional. This is just my experience. This is the content that you find in the book, but I wanted to talk it through with some personal examples. So hopefully it has resonated with you. Thank you so much.